So FTR wants to be the best tag team in the world, and they start doing it by issuing a challenge to the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions and telling Tony Khan about it. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Welcome to the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. So in case you missed it on the Push Podcast from Bodyslam.net, Cassidy Haynes talked to FTR, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, mentioning about other tag teams they would like to face, and one of them brought up was the Motor City Machine Guns, who are the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And when asked about it, FTR said that they have talked to Tony Khan about getting these tag teams together. So, Ralph, should AEW book this match of AEW Tag Team Champions versus Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions? If they're actually open to doing it, I mean, it should be something that we probably should see and something that I think fans would certainly be into. I think that they still have a lot of unfinished business left in AEW, and I think that they should be trying to promote their own tag team division before they move on to doing stuff outside of AEW. I mean, me personally, I think that there's enough tag teams there for them to go up against and really have some good matches against. You talk about their match coming up this week, SCU, that's a match that I'm really looking forward to. Following that, I think the biggest match and biggest tag team match, I think that most people have been talking about for quite some time has always been the Young Bucks in FTR. And we haven't gotten that yet. So while I think it would be cool to see them go and compete outside of AEW, I still think they have a lot to do within AEW itself. And I really want to see that Young Bucks FTR match before they go on and do stuff uh, elsewhere. See, I, I see the Young Bucks versus FTR as the end game of this where FTR and the Young Bucks, I think most people argue they are the two best tag teams in the world. One is one, one is two interchangeable, whatever you want to say. So I think that's the end game before that you make FTR look very, very strong by having them beat every tag team possible, whether that's in AEW or outside AEW. And that might include the motor city machine guns who a lot of people have loved for the past, let's say, 10 years or so, or whatever the length of the team has been there for, in various promotions, whether that is Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They've been around the world. They've won one of those teams that have been everywhere but WWE. So I definitely think it should happen as a way for AEW to build FTR, have them rack up wins against not just AEW tag teams, but various tag teams outside of AEW. And just like we saw with Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa, you know, by beating champions in other promotions, it just makes FTR look even better, in my opinion. It certainly would make them look very good, but here's the problem. There's too many politics and too many egos in professional wrestling for that to happen. No smart promoter, no smart booker, no smart businessman is going to allow FTR to go into every single major promotion or even lower tiered promotion and win and defeat every single tag team that there is. Now, if they were to go out there and have competitive matches and there was some agreed upon finishes where maybe they split some of those matches and wins, that would be a likely scenario I see. But I don't see how that's going to benefit anybody other than FTR to have them go out and win every single tag team match against every single tag team there is to offer within professional wrestling. Well, here's the thing. They don't necessarily have to leave AEW and do these shows outside of AEW have these matches outside of AEW. You can have all these matches in AEW, build a story on Dynamite, like we see with Thunder Rosa on AEW Dynamite. And I don't think it necessarily hurt Thunder Rosa that she lost to Sheeta. It looks like Sheeta is going to have another match with Thunder Rosa, maybe for the NWA War, uh, Women's Championship. And they're basically going to share wins. 
I think that's where that's going. Yeah. So you could probably do that with FTR eventually, where after they rack up these wins, have the match with the Young Bucks, maybe have rematches, have them go outside of promotions and, you know, give some back. Now, I'll agree there are some politics in professional wrestling, but from what I'm seeing here, it feels like AEW is trying to bring back the territories, or at least that's what people want to see. We've seen several independent wrestlers have showcasing, and this might be another case of that. So do you see AEW kind of reforming the territories, and is it a good idea? I mean, that's 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 a topic that gets thrown around from time to time. I, I honestly don't see this happening. And I think in the short term, like one-offs and certain instances, I think that these things can work like with Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. That's obviously very fun and something that people are paying attention to. We saw Cody and Nick all this before. And, and if it's going to be a one-off or where they trade wins and, and things of that nature, that's fine. But I can't legitimately see a time where, you know, an AEW, is going to work with all these other promotions and all these other promotions are going to go along with all of the storytelling and all of the booking and have it be where there are no issues. I mean, look at, look at just some of the companies alone by themselves without incorporating other promotions. So we know pack coming into AEW. I guess there was some tension and some, uh, some discussion about him not wanting to lose his match because he had such a long winning streak going into AEW. So that was just one example alone. You look at the history of, uh, WWE. I guess one of the biggest guys that comes to mind who was disgruntled and ended up leaving the company was CM Punk. So we know that one of the biggest th- things that led to him wanting to leave the WWE was him going out there and continuously losing to guys that were, you know, yesteryear wrestlers, that none of those guys were really going to stick around. So Punk was going out there. He lost to Lesnar. He lost to Undertaker. He lost to Rock. Uh, and then the plan, re- there really was no plan for him going forward out of those feuds. And then there was the, the plan for him to go against Triple H. Now, whether he was going to win or lose at WrestleMania, we never found out because Punk ultimately left. But that was a big part of his frustration within WWE alone. And that doesn't even include, you know, other uh, top performers coming into other promotions and competing. So while I'd like to think that something like that could certainly benefit the industry overall, because, you know, rather than having it where WWE is hoarding all of this top tier talent, which there's nothing wrong with that you can start to pull some of the best guys from different companies and have them go against each other and really create some really fun dream matches. But, you know, like anything else, there's too many politics. There's too many uh, instances where I think bookers would say, you know, this is how I want the finish to go. I want my guy to go over and you want your guy to go over. And it's just going to create too much uh, controversy, controversy in the long run. Maybe, but let's, let's play dream booker for a little bit here on this episode. Obviously FTR wants to be the best tag team in the world. And to do that, they're going to be, they want to beat teams, not just in AEW, but outside of AEW. Who are some teams that come to mind that you would like FTR to face, have good matches with, and eventually go over? First one that comes to mind is the Briscoes. You know, we saw one of the biggest, um, you know, parts of last week's dynamite was the story between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. John Moxley was supposed to be, Uh, portrayed as the sports entertainer and Eddie Kingston was supposed to represent the guy that never, never necessarily sold out to me. The Briscoes are the, are the, the most consistent tag team outside of the WWE that, that has been around for, you know, forever. And they never necessarily went to the WWE. They never really got their big opportunity to showcase how good they really are, but 
they've been one of the most consistent tag teams that have been on top and mostly talked about outside of WWE. So for me, that's the match to make FTR versus the Briscoes outside of WWE. A close second to me for me would be uh, G.O.D., uh, especially because we already know that you know FTR has already talked about wanting to go and work in Japan. So if they're going to do that, why not go against a top-tier tag team like them? I agree with both those teams. Those would be great matches, in my opinion. I think a lot of people would agree that those are matches they would love to see, whether that's in AEW, Ring of Honor, or New Japan Pro Wrestling. But in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now, the best constitutes that you're a champion of some sort. So I believe that in order to do this, FTR needs to go and face all the tag team champions in the major promotions. Ring of Honor right now, it's Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's the Dangerous Techers, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. And in NWA, it's Eli Drake and James Storm. Now, James Storm is rumored to be a free agent, so you might be able to get him on an AEW contract without having to really worry about him dropping the NWA tag titles, and you just got to get Eli Drake in there. And if there's already a, a partnership there with Thunder Rosa, I don't see why they can't get Eli Drake for a couple, couple of weeks. So I think... Those right there would be some very good matches, champion versus champion matches that people would definitely be interested in. And all those tag teams, including Motor City Machine Guns, they all have really different styles to them. So you can really see how FTR looks in different aspects and different styles of professional wrestling in a tag team setting. I think all those are going to be very good matches. Yeah, certainly, certainly very good matches. And the, again, the difficult thing would be the politics involved in it. You know, would everybody like to see it? Of course, everybody would like to see those matches. Will we see some of those matches? I'm sure we will get some of those matches eventually, depending on if uh, some of those guys end up being free agents going to AEW or if there's some type of, um, you know, co-promotion between NWA and AEW. Uh, but, you know, my big thing is still this. We still got to get the Bucks and FTR before we get anything else, in my opinion. That's the match people want to see. I know that's what they want to see, but don't give it away. Have that be the end game, I think, Ralph. Let that be the end game. If that's what everybody wants, let that be the end game. Let Even have the Young Bucks face some of these teams as well, because whether they face them or not in their time in New Japan or Ring of Honor, people might have not seen them, and you could showcase the Bucks as the best tag team in the world, have them win and Eventually, we get the payoff at, let's say, full gear, maybe revolution, or have it sustained all the way to double or nothing. Yeah, and you know, but that's that's the problem I see with all of this. Because if I if if I'm a promoter and I own a professional wrestling company, or if I'm the booker, I'm not going to let these two tag teams come into my promotion and defeat my top tier tag teams just so they can look good for a match, a dream match at like All Out or wherever it may be. You know what I mean? So. It's not a smart business move. I don't see it happening. I, I, I think that the more likely scenario is we get FDR in the Bucks at some point before anything else. But but at the same time, it's beneficial to these promotions because they don't get the national TV recognition that AEW does. Like NWA doesn't even have an actual cable TV deal. They just got that one where they're on Fight TV and UWN. You have Impact Wrestling that's on Access TV, and I said numerous times they're nowhere near the reach of USA Network or TNT. New Japan Pro Wrestling trying to tap into the United States audience. They're certainly not going to do it on a weekly Friday show on New Japan World. So you can showcase these tag teams, and you know it would benefit them. Hey, yeah, we're going to let you beat our team, but at the same time, we're showcasing them and be like, hey, you can see these guys 
outside of AEW. So, and I think that's why they brought Thunder Rosa in for N- uh, from NWA. And I, right. I think that worked. I think that did work for NWA as they premiered their new show on UWN. So as far as other tag teams I'd like to see, though, I'm going to throw one that has history with the Young Bucks. And that's where Pongi 3K, Show and Yo, have plenty of tag matches in the junior tag division in New Japan Pro Wrestling that I think if you do this before the Young Bucks, you could see, hey, this is a team that has history with the Young Bucks. And if you could beat Rapongi 3K, you have a chance of beating the Young Bucks. Finn Juice, Finley and uh, Juice Robinson, another popular tag team from late last year into early this year. The North. I think is probably the most popular tag team outside of WWE or AEW that people want to see in a national TV audience. And I'm going to throw one more out there as AEW already has one half of this team. All they got to do is bring in the other when he becomes a free agent, the killer elite squad, Lance Archer and Davy boy Smith jr. Talk about a tough competition in that match. When you have those two big giants and Smith and Archer going against FTR, who are not exactly the tallest or biggest guys in the tag division. Now, to this point, other than the Young Bucks, who would you say FTR's biggest rivalry or best match has been against? The New Day, the Usos, you know, their stuff in WWE, DIY, Authors of Pain. Well, authors of pain, I believe, are free agents. They are, and they have to obviously clear. I think they're they're ninety day no compete. Yep, if I'm correct. So I believe so. Who knows? I mean, they've they've signed most people that have less left the WWE. So maybe we do see AOP show up at some point. I think their best matches and their best rivalry has been against uh, DIY. Now, of course, the stars would have to align perfectly for this to happen. But imagine if they all these years later we actually got the rematch between those two tag teams, especially considering how good those matches were and how much those matches meant for the development of NXT. I mean, that was really, in my opinion, the feud that essentially got FTR the recognition from a lot of the fans before they went up to the main roster. And not only that, but that's also, I think, the feud that helped set up the split between DIY. So uh, there's a lot of history between those two. And whether that was to happen in AEW, WWE, um, NXT, I, I got to imagine at some point we're going to see those teams cross paths again. I mean, it all depends on whether or not Champa and Gargano ever leave WWE. I, I, I mean, we all know there's never going to be a partnership between AEW and WWE, no. unless of course Vince or Tony Khan buys the other promotion, which I don't think that's happening either. But is there any teams in AEW that they have not faced yet that you want to see? Best friends could be fun. I really want to see them against Santana and Ortiz. That's oh, I'm sorry. Be a fun yes. Match. You know what? That, that is a match that, you know, what? I totally overlooked. And it's unfortunate that they are so overlooked as a tag team because at one point they were really considered one of the best tag teams in the world and they should be considered the, one of the best tag teams in the world. So um, eventually we will get a split of the inner circle. I can't see them staying together, you know, uh, too much longer, especially now considering Jericho and Hager are doing their own thing in the tag division. Agree. But that is certainly a match I would be interested in seeing as well. I you know, agree. So when you, when, you, when you look at that, I mean, when you consider the matches that they can have against SCU, Proud and Powerful, Young Bucks, and, uh, you know, de- depending on what ends up happening with Jurassic Express, if they continue to try to build them up, I mean, that to me was probably FTR's best match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they got the best match out of Ju- Jurassic Express as well. So to see 
a young tag team like that potentially take the titles off of them at some point, that could be pretty cool too. And meaningful if the, if FTR has a long title run. Right. I think that'd be great too. I mean, it's so amazing how AEW's tag team division is so deep with all these great tag teams that, like you said, you overlook someone like proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz, but at the same time, you know, you got guys like private party who will eventually be up and coming. You have Jurassic express that are going to be up and coming. And it makes you wonder, do we really need outside tag teams coming in when the tag team division's already that deep, but right. You know, it's up for the comment section to let us know what they want to see. Do they want to see just AEW tag teams face FTR? Or do they want to see other teams outside of the promotion face FTR? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. And to join the conversation, make sure you subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. For Al Valenti, my name is Michael Valenti. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.